What God has done with my pain. 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 Welcome to What God Has Done With My Pain. Today, I have an incredible guest. I have Lily. Lily is actually um, close friends with Candice. And Candice, if you haven't listened to her episode already, I definitely recommend you to go back. Um, Her episode is called Surrendering My Secrets. And wow, just such a beautiful testimony about what God can do with pain and such an incredible, incredible woman forged in fire. I love, love, love her. Um, Just so, so great to see what God has done in her life. Um, But thanks to Candice, me and Lily got connected and now we are here and we are doing Lily's episode. And so welcome, Lily. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I have been so incredibly excited um, for today and to getting it. After we spoke on the phone, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to have her on the podcast. You yes. were just so filled with the Holy Spirit and um, so filled with his love and his His grace. I just love it. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, what is Lily like? What is Lily love? You know, all of that good stuff. So I am 16. Um, I live in Fayetteville, just like Candace. Um, mm. I sing at my church that's kind of how you'll hear a little bit later like when I start sharing my testimony that that's where like um I came to know Jesus Mm. and stuff like that I my life is very busy I'm a competitive dancer so I'm always traveling for dance or at the dance studio I mean it's very rare that my evenings are free to like hang out with people or whatever because I'm always at dance um (laughs) but that's just like kind of a little little bit of my life um my main things is that I lead worship at my church and I'm a dancer. Wow. Wow. I can definitely say that is amazing. I had no idea that you did dancing. Yes. So that's something fun that I just learned. How long have you been doing dancing for? I have been dancing since I was two. So wow. I took a little bit of a break. I Okay. So a little backstory. So I was dancing since yes. till I was two. And then I started becoming interested in theater and acting mm-hmm. and because I sing, like I wanted to be able to do it all. Yeah. So I did a summer camp at our local theater and I fell in love with it. I mm. was Alice and Alice in Wonderland. And like, it was just, I was so giddy. I was, I think I was, I just turned 11. Um, and after Alice, I was like, cool, I'll be back next summer. Like I have dance <laughs> all season. Yeah. Well, they do like their main stage shows and they were doing Annie in the winter. Mm. and I was like that'd be cool but I have dance like I can't yeah yeah and they had emailed me asking me to come in and audition and I told him like I I really appreciate the offer but mm. well they emailed my parents and I was like yeah she really appreciates the offer but she has dance like she can't yeah well, they ended up emailing us five times oh my goodness to audition for this show and I was like I mean, I'll audition for it, but I have dance, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so November comes around, it's time for auditions. I go into the audition, and I had very low expectations. It was my first show ever. The only thing that I had done was a summer camp and little camp t-shirts. Yeah. And like, we didn't even yeah. have costumes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll be lucky if I get casted as, like, a tree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was not. Very low expectations. <laughs> oh well, my how goodness. they did auditions was they had it in, like, rounds. Mm. And um, each group would go in. They would sing, like, Hard Knock Life or whatever with different groups of people to see, like, what orphans they liked together. Yeah. Um, And then 
throughout it, they would like pull different girls in to come and sing Maybe or sing Tomorrow or like one of Annie's songs. Mm. And it was, they were double casting it. So it, there was going to be like two Annie's, two sets of orphans, like stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that we didn't have to do like back to back shows because we were so yeah. young. Well, we were there. We got there at like 11 o'clock, I think, 10, 11. It was pretty early for our dance hall. Yeah. And it was me and one other girl that were there until 7 o'clock at night. It was just us. They let everybody go. And they had us come in separately and sing maybe a couple times. And then they had us um, read a couple scripts with, like, Warbucks and Grace and stuff like that. And we were like, that's weird that it's just us two. Normally, it takes takes a bit for them to get back to you and, like, offering the role. I think it was exactly a week later. We had gotten the call asking oh for me to be Annie. And wow. obviously, like, I wasn't going to say no because I was expecting to be a tree. And then I got yeah. Annie and it just blew my mind. It was the first thing that I had ever done. So I went wow. and I talked to my dance teachers. And they, I mean, my dance teachers, shout out to them because they aren't just my teachers and my family. You know what I mean? Mm, like, they, like, wow. they partially raised me. You know what I mean? I'm always yeah. at the studio. Yeah, and we went and we told my dance teachers like she got Annie. This was going on. They were mm. so excited, but I was like, the thing is, it's in the beginning of our season. Our first yeah. competition is normally at the end of January, mm. and our show opened the end of January. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna be missing two months of dance. And by I don't even know what 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 they were thinking, but <laughs> they let me stay on the team. They mm. let me miss two months of dance. And we closed our show, and the very following weekend, I had a competition. And they let me take all my dances. They let me keep my solo. Like, it was crazy. I did not think – I thought they were going to be like, okay, well, this is great, but you can't be on the team. They let me stay on the team. And after that, I had decided that I really wanted to pursue theater. Mm -hmm. And so I took a little bit of a break from dance, and I did theater for about – two 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 years plus COVID so it was three years that I wasn't dancing and this last season I was like I don't know like I love theater but I'm really missing dance yeah and so I decided last season to go back Mm. to dance and I it's the best decision I've made like I'm not I'm not leaving again until I graduate (laughs) like I had a nice little break but I'm back like and everybody I mean everybody was so excited when I came back and it was like Mm. I never left Wow, that is such a beautiful story. I'm so glad that you were able to kind of like dive us into it and just to get to be a part of that because I love yes. how you said, you know, I'll probably get casted as a tree, you know, <laughs> and then you ended up getting the main role. And it, I think it's really beautiful that you got the role and that like you had that favor with with your dance teachers that they're like, you know, that's fantastic and we'll keep you on. That's yeah. really, really beautiful. And it get, goes to show on like your talent you know, what God has gifted you with. I always think that like when God gives us something, no one can take it away. And when yeah, God has exactly. given you that gift, regardless of all the opportunities that you get, he'll find a way for you to do what he has in store for you. And like all of yeah. this experience that you have is going to, you know, fill into something else when when you grow older, like it's going to be a perfect background for something else. And we never know what it might be, but it's beautiful to think that God has already planned that out. And his love and grace is just beautiful that's just so beautiful and you were talking about singing so yeah so tell me about like tell me about your testimony how you came to discover 
you know, your, your love for God and Jesus and like how God has moved in your life and with your pain? Yes. So I, how do I want to start this? We can go, we can just go back like to my childhood. Yeah. So yeah. Let's start I, a childhood. Ooh, I have a tickle in my throat. Sorry guys. Um, <laughs> You're fine. I, um, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, mm. My family believed in Jesus, but they weren't like practicing Christians. So it wasn't really something that like was present. I, from a very young age, had always had a love for Jesus, but mm. I didn't, it wasn't just some a common practice in my household. You know what I mean? Yeah. From, I think, preschool to second grade, I was in a private school. So I was in a private Christian school. And I remember mm. my kindergarten graduation, we were singing worship songs. And I was in the very front and standing in front of the microphone crying. I'm five. Like, what, what, what did I go through that I needed to be crying? I was crying. I had my hands up in the air. There's a picture in the oh. yearbook somewhere. And I like, oh my, my hands up in the air and I'm singing. And my um, kindergarten teacher is sitting on the front and like, she's crying. So and I remember mm. my mom tells me all the time, she's like, that day I remember posting that, like, there's just something about Lily's love for God that, like, nobody mm. can take away. Wow. Um, so I had always loved Jesus, but the older I got, the less it became, like, the forefront yeah. of my mind, you know. I'd pray before dinner and, like, please yeah. bless this Taco Bell, like, you yeah. know what I mean? But <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't something super big. We yeah. went to church a little bit here and there. Um when we could, but it wasn't mm. an every Sunday thing. Actually, we used to go to church on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. The, we, the church that I had gone to, they had a Thursday night service. So we used to go to church on Thursday nights. Um, but it wasn't every Thursday. Like it, it wasn't, yeah. I couldn't say that it was a regular thing of us going to church. The most regular thing of me going to church was when I would go to Virginia with my grandma. She, ooh, my grandmother, she hates it when I call her grandma because she's not a ma. And I know she's going to watch this. So I'm sorry. You're not a ma. Uh, but my grandmother, she. You caught um, yourself. That's what counts. Yes. She, I would always go to church with her when I was mm. in Virginia. Um, so the older I got, it just wasn't really like the forefront of my mind. And it wasn't until September of 2020, which like we were talking about on the phone, a lot of people say that like yeah. COVID, God really was just like, he was on the move. Oh, he was he picking was. people up. Yes. It wasn't until September 20, my friends actually, and I don't think they know this. I, they might watch this. I don't think they know about this, but my friends, Kaylin and Jenna Grace, they had started like this Jesus Instagram account and like Aww. we were so young you know what I mean yeah. we were so young and like they started this account and they were just like doing live streams sharing bible verses doing bible devotions and I was like this is pretty cool I was like mm. I think I want to start one of these not knowing yeah. anything I don't read my bible <laughs> like I didn't I didn't know anything yeah but I decided to start a Jesus Instagram account which that account is no longer a thing anymore <laughs> um it's just my my main account but yeah um I literally, all I did was post the, the verse of the day. Like, you get it on the Bible app. I would post the verse of the day, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I really thought I was like, top-tier Jesus follower. <laughs> like, I am killing the game. Um, but then I was still doing classes at the theater. Mm. And, yeah, that was around the time I was doing classes at the theater. And James, which he does a lot of music directing at the theater mm. and also – at the church yeah. he plays piano and he sings on the worship team at the church 
he had asked me, he was like, hey, we have a youth band. We are looking for singers. He was like, you don't even have to come to the church, but we'd love to have you sing with the youth on Wednesday mm-hmm. nights. So I was like, okay, like, why not? Again, not super strong in my faith, just yeah. posting daily verses. Like, and I was like, okay, I think I want to do this. Yeah. So in January of 2021, I started going to Crosspoint Church. And my mom was like, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to go on all in. You're mm. going to go on Sunday mornings. You're going to go to squad on Wednesday nights. And yeah. it, I'm so glad she said that. So my mom, she came with me to church for a couple months maybe, but then it wasn't long before she stopped coming um, mm-hmm. just because of her personal choices, which is totally okay. Yeah. But I fell in love with the church. I fell in love with the mm. people there. I made so many amazing friends. Like it, I really felt like I fit right in. There wasn't ever, there really wasn't ever an awkward stage. Maybe the first rehearsal I went to, I was like quiet and I didn't really know. But the very second, like I was just one of them. And it was like, I had known Mm. these people my whole life when I had only known them a week. Yeah. Um, So I was going to church and I was really falling in love with it, getting deeper and deeper in my faith, like every day. And looking back, it's funny to think that I, in my mind, was like, I am so strong in my faith, which I'm not saying that, like, at any point you're not strong enough. Like, that's not at all what I'm saying. But at that point, like, I thought it was, like, top of the top. And to see how much God has moved in my life now Mm -hmm. and, like, where I am now, like, 2021, Lily could not believe it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, she'd be like, you're kidding. Um, Wow. So in June of 2021, my parents um they decided to split Mm. and it was it wasn't a surprise to me um it was actually something that was talked about the last like Mm. three-ish years yeah um and it just it wasn't really a shock to me so when they told me I cried because obviously Mm -hmm. like you're gonna cry but I wasn't crying because I was so shocked that my parents are splitting up. I was crying just because I was like kind of relieved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I never really took time to process it. <laughs> I just like yeah. moved on. Yeah. Um. So we started the process of, you know, my mom moving out and all the things. And I just, I never really processed it. Well, mm. it was about almost a year later, it was February of 2022. I mm. was in another show. I was doing Shrek the Musical. And mm. that is when, was I doing Shrek? No. Shrek was before COVID. I was doing Wizard of Oz. That's amazing, that though. One. You got yes. to do Shrek. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love Shrek. <laughs> and that cast, oh, my gosh. That was the best cast that I've ever worked with. Amazing. Um, but we were doing Oz. And that was when I started to struggle with mental health. Mm. Um, I didn't really understand why. Mm-hmm. I think it was a combination of things. You know, I had, there was this guy, shout out to Ty, because we're friends now. So, like, Aww. he's probably going to see this. But there was this guy, <laughs> and I had liked him for a really long time. And we had gone, like, off and on. And he ended up getting with this girl and I saw it as a heartbreak, which you'll hear mm-hmm. later. That Honey, that wasn't nothing. Like, I got <laughs> over that two weeks later. But I saw it as a heartbreak. So that kind of, like, opened the doors to, like, me being sad. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And I was, like, sad yeah. over this. And then I was, like, wait. Like, my parents are getting divorced. Like, it was just kind of this, like, combination 
of things mm-hmm. that I was just like, man, like this kind of sucks. Like yeah. my family just felt like it was just like, and it was, yeah. you know, yeah. I just chose not to process that. Yeah. So that's when I really started struggling with mental health. Well, June, 2022, I had gotten in my first relationship and I was happy as could be. Like it was the best thing. It lasted almost a year. Like mm. it was amazing. Um, oh, I'm going to try not to cry. But throughout that, I still really struggled mentally. Yeah. And, yeah. but with, in the span of February and July, I had noticed that I lost a lot of weight mm. and I wasn't taking care of myself the way that I should have been. Yeah. And it definitely was like eating disorder tendencies. I was, mm. the thought, it became to, bad to the point where the thought of eating just made me like disgusted. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had talked to my boyfriend at the time about it and I was like, you know, this is, this is what's going on. I was like, I don't know the extent of it, which you'd think that I would know the extent to yeah. it, but I was like, I yeah. don't even know the full extent to it. But I was like, and I just like, you deserve to know, like, da, 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 da. and he was so supportive and so sweet. And he was like, you know, we're going to get you through it together. And like, it's going to be great. And he was always like asking me if I was eating and like making sure like when I would go to his house, like his family was always, I mean, his family is literally the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were always like feeding me and like making sure I was like, it was just, I had so much support and it was great that yeah. like, I was able to cling to them yeah. for support at that time. And I was also like close with his siblings. So like they were looking out for me and it was, mm. it was just really great. Yeah. Um, But so over time it kind of got better, but it never got fully better. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Um, it was, it was still a constant off and on battle. I remember September of 2022 was a really, really hard month for me. I just, I was so low and I was feeling so guilty because everything in my life was so great but I mm-hmm. still felt so not great. Yeah. Um, and fast forward to April um, of this year, I got broken up with. <laughs> mm. And yeah. ooh, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, I'm fine now. But yeah. Um, I had started to get better over that time. And then I got broken up with and I lost mm. 12 pounds in a week. Mm. And, you know, I didn't think that was possible. Like, yeah. How it just blew my mind that like that happened so fast. Mm. And I mean, it, I was so sick. I like, I couldn't get out of bed. I remember I was still forcing myself to go to dance because I knew that like, I didn't, I didn't want people to see how bad I was hurting, but also see that I wasn't doing anything about it. Like, it's okay for the people to know that I'm struggling, but I didn't want them to know that I would, like, I didn't want them to think that I wasn't trying to get better because I mean, the day after it happened, I was just doing everything I could to just feel normal and to feel okay yeah. and to know that, like, this is just a, my new way of life and I'm going to yeah. – it's a new chapter and I'm just going to have to figure it out. Mm. Um, so I was still going to dance and everybody at dance was seeing, like, how – just how much I was changing and, like, I was just so sad all the time. Like, I walked in, I danced, and I left. I yeah. would get sick pretty often at dance. I would, like, feel super lightheaded because I wasn't eating. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just so bad. And then over the summer, we, me and my ex-boyfriend decided that we wanted to like try and get back together and try and start talking again. And 
our parents were not for it. <laughs> yeah. Because my parents weren't for it on the sense of like, I just two months ago was screaming, crying on my bathroom mm. floor, like begging yeah. God to take me. Yeah. And there was a lot of rumors that had gone around that I, I didn't start. Other people yeah. started because, I mean, we're in high school. People are going to start rumors. And there was rumors that were putting him in a bad light, which yeah. drove me insane because I love him and I care about him. And I never wanted him to be in a bad light, but it put him in a bad yeah. light. And so his parents weren't too fond of me because, I mean, if I was his parents, I would assume that I started the rumors too. So, like, I yeah. totally understood yeah. where it was coming. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a good time for us to try. You know, three months yeah. wasn't enough growth for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though in the time, in that month, it was about a month that we were going to try and start maybe getting back together, I still was crying myself to sleep every night mm. because now it was a new layer. It was, I was, I never healed from the first time and then he's back and I'm happy and I have my best friend again and the person that I tell everything to, but it also now there's this fear that at any second you're going to leave. Yeah. You know? And so I never stopped crying every night. I remember there was one night I was just like begging and I was like, please don't like, please don't let this happen again. Like, yeah, I just, I can't let this happen again. Um, and yeah. I was telling, I remember telling everybody like, oh, don't worry. I'm keeping my guard up. Like, I'm not going to get hurt. It's yeah. fine. Da, 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 da. And they're like, Lily, <laughs> it always hurts the second time. And like, yeah. no, it doesn't. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> it mm. hurt so much worse the second time. Yeah. And I mean, that was fast. And it was end of May that we decided to get back together. And it was like, it was before my birthday. My birthday is June 25th. It was before my, a mm. couple days before my birthday that we decided like it wasn't going to work. Um, yeah. And it just destroyed everything. I thought mm. that I was low and I just became so much lower. Um, mm. Everybody around me started realizing that I wasn't, just wasn't the same. Yeah. Um, I truly... I kind of had convinced myself that, you know, things would just be so much better if I wasn't here anymore. Yeah. And if I was removed from the equation, there would be no equation, so it'd be fine. You know, yeah. things would be better, yeah. and the world would be better, and, you know, his life would be better because there wouldn't be any more drama. And like, yeah. It just, I really believed that was true, and obviously that was, you know, lies that the enemy was telling me, and it wasn't mm. true, but... Mm. I was holding that in for so long, so it was, like, mm -hmm. so hard. And, yeah. um... A little seed that was planted. Yeah, and it just was growing and growing and getting deeper and deeper and worse and worse. And it started to affect my relationship with God. I wasn't reading my Bible. I mean, I'm not even going to say I wasn't reading my Bible every day. I wasn't reading my Bible at all. Mm. I remember there was a point, it was about mid-July, where I would get in bed and I would start to pray, and I literally out loud would be like, hey, I don't really feel like I should be talking to you right now, because mm. the way that I'm living, it's not, I don't have anything to be like, I just felt so unworthy, you know what I mean, like, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it, I just felt so unworthy, and I knew in that moment, I could not in my right mind repent for my mm. sins, knowing that I was going to live tomorrow the exact same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there, I knew there was going to be no change. And unfortunately, I was at such a low place in my life that I didn't care. Mm. I didn't want there to be yeah. any change. I was like, whatever. Like, I'm enjoying how I'm living my life right now. Like, it was really crushing my soul. But yeah. I was like, whatever. Because I just thought that, like, 
I, I was the person who thought that, like, it had gotten to a point where God was like, too bad, so sad that you ain't welcome yeah. in my kingdom no more. You know what I mean? Mm, and it mm. wasn't like that. Yeah. And um, I remember, like, at church, I just I wasn't even putting my hands up. Like, mm. it was just so bad. And then over the summer, I was able, because during the dance season, I can't really lead worship at church too much mm. just because, like, I yeah. can't skip dance and stuff like that for rehearsals. Yeah. But during the summer, I can. And I remember I um, was leading worship, and when I was on that stage, that is when it felt like things were normal again. And I would mm. really just pour my whole heart out on that mm. stage. And my theme song, like, I listened to it the night I got broken up with. And I listened to it every single day. I still listen to it every single day, which is Names by Elevation. Mm. Um, and that song, that song has got me through a lot. Wow. And one Sunday, I get the requests of, like, because we have, like, Marissa, she'll send out um, requests of, like, who's going to sing each song each week. And she sent out the request. I was on the list. And I was like, let's see, like, if I'm leading or if I'm just doing backup or what. And I look. And she put me on to sing names. And she didn't know that I that this had been, like, my song. Like, she didn't know. She knew that I liked the song because who doesn't like that song? But she didn't know that, like, this is a song that was getting me through. Like, without this song, I would not be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm. I remember first service, I mean, first service, I'm always kind of in my head because it's like the first time you're singing in front of everybody. But second service, I always, it seems that if I'm ever going to cry on stage or if I'm ever going to fall to my knees on stage, it's always second service. I don't know why, but it's always <laughs> second service. And Aww. it gets to the point I'm singing and I, I got to the part where she says, staying through the night when I was at my end. And I just stopped singing. Like, I literally just started bawling on the stage. I stopped singing. I literally just had to, like, it's on my Instagram, actually. I had to, like, pull my mic away from my face. I just, I got so choked up. I couldn't sing. And Danielle, she was singing with us, and she had, like, helped me. Um, I'm saying all these names. Like, you know these people. Just go with it. No, but I'm sure <laughs> um, that when they watch, they'll be like, that's yes. me. <laughs> yes. She, um, she had, like, sang a little bit for me to, like, yeah. help me. Um, and then I was able to get back on it by the chorus. and. Mm. I don't even remember singing the rest of the song. Like, I sang it, but I don't even remember singing the rest of it. And after I got so many people coming up to me saying how great it was, people texted me who I never thought would have texted me about it, saying how great I did. Mm. There was one person, she, um, I'm not going to say names, but she texted me saying, like, how great I did. And I just, I bawled because hearing that from her like it just it meant the world like mm. it meant more to me than all of those people coming up to me on stage you know what I mean wow. yeah uh, or coming up to me after I gotten off the stage saying how good I did it just it meant so much um so after that I was still obviously struggling mentally like it I was definitely on this like Sunday high where like mm. Sunday I'd feel great yeah. and I'd be like okay things are gonna start getting better and then Monday through Saturday, I'm crying myself to sleep every night again, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And between the span of, like, August, it was, like, mid and August to September, I was on the, I mean, I, I sat on the front row. Um, and during worship, I was on my knees, bawling. Basically, I mean, I felt like I was fighting for my life mm-hmm. every Sunday for four weeks five weeks maybe and it was so it was so heartbreaking Mm. for me 
to get up off the floor and think like I just did that in front of the whole church. Mm. So I could only imagine how it felt to the people around me seeing this 16 year old girl on her knees every Sunday, not in, I wasn't on my knees in a way of like, Oh God is moving me so much. Like I, it wasn't a God is so good falling on my knees. It was like, I can't do this anymore falling on my knees. Mm. Um, Mm. And September 17th, this is where there's a long post on my um, Instagram about my testimony, but this is where it all like, it gets real. It's just, it gets real. Oh, um, I love so it. September, September 17th. I don't know if you know who Perry Noble is, but mm. he is, yes, he's a pastor at Second Chance Church and he's so great. He came to Crosspoint to preach and um, I came in that Sunday and I walked up to um, Jesse. She's, she's like a second mom to me. Like I'm super mm. close with her. Um, and I came up to her just my normal, like gave her a hug and she was like, girl. The worship is strong in this room today. She was like, I, mm. in my five years, four years, five years, I don't remember how long she said. She was like, in all my years of coming to Crosspoint, I had never felt the Holy Spirit so strong. She was like, I even was like crying on stage. She was like, I never do that because she also is on the worship team. Mm. Um, and I was like, he's always here. Like, I kind of just like <laughs> blew it off. I was like, it's yeah. fine. Like. It's always good. Like, I just, I can't mm. tell you how much I love my church and I love the environment. Like, it's just, it always is a good Sunday at Crossplay. Mm. Even if it's not, like, where I'm falling on my face. Like, it's still, yeah. I feel so good after it. Um, but I was like, whatever. Well, how we kind of have our service line up is we sing three songs and then we do the sermon and then we sing another song at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the first two songs were like upbeat songs and I was feeling it and I was like jumping and I was like, man, like she's yeah. right. Like the whole spirit <laughs> is in this room. Mm. Well, then I did not realize that this was the week that they were singing a new song and the song that mm. they were singing is Good Plans by I think it's Red Rocks Worship, I think. Yeah. And the whole hook of the song is he has good plans. He has good plans for me. If I know my father, I know my father has good plans. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, just brought me to tears because I had been going through just this terrible time really for the last six months. And it was just like, he does. Like, I know who he is. Why am I questioning? Why am I doubting? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So after um, we had sang and worshiped that third song, I started praying and it wasn't what I always make sure to point out is it wasn't a super lengthy prayer. It wasn't me like, God, if you have a sign, like it wasn't anything like that. I just was like, God, I'm so tired of doubting you. I was like, so if you truly believe that I have a purpose here and you truly Mm -hmm. believe that like my story's not over yet, let's just like, just tell me. I was like, show me in a way that I can't deny it's you because every sign that you had given me, I can honestly say that I have just denied that it's you and I've just pushed it off and I've just kept feeling the way I'm feeling when you've given me 10,000 reasons to not feel this way anymore. Wow. Um, so Perry starts preaching and his sermon was so good. And at the end of his sermon, he starts to share a little bit of his story and he talks about a time where he was going to end it all. And it wasn't something that he thought he was going to do. It was something he was doing. Like he yeah. was going to take his life. It was going to be over. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he had went, I don't remember where he said he went. I wish I did. I think it was like some mountain or something like that. Yeah. And he's standing on the mountain and he's watching the sunset. And he, and he said, he was like, I just want you guys to know, like, when I say these words, I'm very careful with, I, with how I say them because a lot of people get confused by it. So when mm. I say I heard God's voice, I mean, I heard God's voice. Mm. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm already moved by his story because it's just yeah. so heartbreaking. And it's great to see where he is now. But he, um, he, it felt like the whole room went quiet. It mm-hmm. was just, it just felt like it was me and him in the room, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like it was me and Perry. It felt like it was me and Jesus. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. to explain it. It, it was oh, like, it yeah. was completely dark. There was nobody around me. I literally, I'm sitting in between two people, but there, it felt like there was nobody around me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so serious. He literally looks at me like mm. I'm sitting there he looks right at me and he was like and I heard God say and then that's when he looked at me and he was like I'm not done with you yet mm. wow. and I I don't cry during wow. sermons but I just started yeah. bawling because Amen. I was just praying mm. you know what I mean that yeah. God would give me a sign that I can't deny that it's him and then yeah. that happens and I was like oh my goodness like there's no way this is happening so I'm already crying and like mm. Bill, he's on the security team. He like comes and he brings me a tissue and like it was so sweet and like everybody was like, yeah. you could tell they had noticed that I was crying, like were comforting yeah. me around me and stuff. Well then, after that, I try and like compose myself, but like there's really no composing <laughs> in so this moment. After like, you meet the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and then we're about to worship again, so I knew I was gonna cry again, yeah. and so. Then we're singing Trust in God, which mm. I love that song. Um, and when it gets to the point, the part where it's like, I sought the Lord, and he heard, and mm. he answered. Oh, I fall I to my that. knees. Fall yeah. to my knees again. Fifth week yeah. in a row, like fourth week, whatever, here I am. <laughs> and wow. I'm on my knees. And I'm just like, I'm literally flat on the ground. Like, I literally mm. am just sobbing. Can't breathe. I'm like hyperventilating. Yeah. And Caitlin, who Caitlin used to be Caitlin Robinson, there's both of them are Caitlin, so I have to like specify. Caitlin Robinson, she was on the worship, the youth worship team with me mm. when I first started coming to Crosspoint, and then she graduated. So I know mm. Caitlin is one of the first people I ever met at that church. She comes, yeah. she sees me, she comes, and she gets on her knees with me. And then Caitlin mm. Williams, who I actually call my sister, so I'm just going to say Caitlin and I'm going to say my sister because. Aww. I'm so close with Caitlin Williams and Caitlin, but she really like has just taken me under her wing. Um, I love her. I'm so thankful for her, but she also comes. And when I tell you my sister is filled with the Holy spirit, like I don't think she realizes how much she is filled with the Holy spirit Mm. because sometimes like she says stuff and she doesn't even know that she's saying it. And I'm like, girl, like that's because Jesus is taking a hold of your tongue. Like it's crazy. And I wish that she would see it too, but Anyways, she comes and she gets on her knees with me and mm. she puts her hand on my head and oh my gosh, Emily, it was crazy. She mm. puts her hand on my head and she kind of starts yelling. Like mm. I'm, I'm sure people heard her. She starts yelling and it, she, what it didn't, I, it was, she wasn't talking to Jesus. Mm. She was literally, I, it was like, she was talking to the enemy. She puts wow. her hand on my head and she's like, you have no place in her heart. Mm. You are Amen. not welcome here. She's, I mean, she's uh-huh. literally like rebuking. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And she was like, you have no place in her heart. You are not welcome here. Fear is not her home. Doubt is not mm. her home. Shame mm. is not her home. Depression and anxiety. Like 
all these things. They're not her home. Like, you are not welcome here. You cannot take mm-hmm. over her life any longer. She's mm-hmm. been fighting this fight for so long. Like, you are not welcome here. So I'm literally bawling, and she is just mm-hmm. going. And I'm like, dang, this girl's really going. And then she, like, calms down a little bit, and then she gets, like, real close to me, and she's like, Lily, like, God loves you so much, and he has a plan for you, and he has a purpose for you. And every single person in this church has seen you fighting on your knees the last however many months wow. they're like but and we would believe it for you if we could but you have to be the one to believe it and you have Amen. to be the one to trust this plan like we can't we can't do it for you and that just kind of opened my eyes it was like nobody else is going to be able to save me you know what I mean wow. like only God can because mm-hmm. I have to be the one to ask him and I have to be the one to let him in my life wow. and you know she's just crying and I'm crying and she's praying and I had never heard my sister talk like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it just blew my mind. And it, and I knew that it wasn't her. I knew that it was God, like really speaking through her. And wow. what was even crazier is that nobody knew that I had prayed that mm-hmm. prayer before service yeah. started. Nobody knew that I was asking God to give me a sign. Mm-hmm. And then when she came and she was like, "You have a purpose here. God has a plan for you." It mm-hmm. all led back to me praying before yes. service. Amen. And mm. when I tell you I walked out of that church feeling like a whole new person, mm. I mean, it was crazy. And it was different because the last six months I was walking out the church feeling like a whole new person. I'm happy. Mm. I'm great. God saved me. It's a good Sunday. It's going to be a great week. Yeah. And then I'm back on the bathroom floor. Mm. Monday through Saturday. Um, But this was just so different. I was like, something had changed in me. It was like, God really just gave me that push that I needed to just keep going. And so after that, that's when I started waking up early and reading my Bible in the morning every day and really being intentional with my prayers. I started like writing my prayers out and hanging them Mm. on my door and just really being intentional with my time with God. And that's when he just, he really has started moving. Like Mm. it just, it was so crazy. And so after that, I get asked, actually I was asked before that it happened to sing, to lead worship at Freedom Christian, which is a school here um, Mm. for their See You at the Pole event. They asked me to lead worship in the morning. And that whole time I was super hesitant about it. And I was like, I don't know, like it just me and my guitar. Like I'm not a, I'm not no pro guitar player. Like I can play a couple yeah. chords. Like I was so <laughs> hesitant about it. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I think it was mm, a week, two weeks later, maybe that's when see mm. at the poll happened. And it was one of my best friends, Anna. She actually looks just like me. So I say she's my twin. We all say she's my twin oh. because she looks Girl. just like me. It's actually scary. Stop. No, because I have a, one of my best friends. Her name's Dina. In middle school, people, I've, I've never seen it. We never saw it. But like in middle school, when we met, people would always ask us, are you guys twins? Are you guys twins? Yes. And I would, I was like, at this point, I'm going to ride with it. But like, yes. people will see us next to each other. And I kid you not, I've been at like family functions where people who've known this family for so long are like, are you a sister I've never met before? Um, so I can relate to that when you have a friend yes. that looks like you and you're like, huh, how interesting. But at the same it's time, crazy. you're like, hmm, yeah. Yes, because like I remember 
she she her first season i met her through dance her first season at the studio was last season which is the season that i came back to and i remember walking mm. in auditions and i know everybody there like it's just like old times but then she walks in and i was like you have my face i was like <laughs> this is weird and oh it gosh. got so crazy to the point where like at competitions last season like our parents could not tell the difference between us on stage uh, like in my recording Yes, they genuinely <laughs> don't know who it is. And a lot of times, like, we'll be dancing next to each other, so it's crazy. So she wow. is, she was organizing her See You at the Pole. We're also only a week apart. Oh, my god. Our gosh. birthdays are literally a week apart. Like, it just, it's so crazy. So when That's people ask amazing. us, we just go with it. Like, yeah. we will go, like, to events and, like, we went to a baseball game together with, it was me, her, and her mom. And people would, like, come up to us and be like, are y'all twins? And we'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, my gosh. They'd ask her mom. They'd be like, what is it like, like, having two teenage girls at the same time? And she's like, oh, they're great. Like, it was just, it was so funny. But um, she is oh, who was putting together. It. Yeah. She's who was putting together the Sea at the Pole event. Mm. And what I did not know is that her and I were the only ones speaking. Like, mm. she was speaking, and then I was leading worship. Um, and we did like a little popcorn prayer where we, like, we stood in a circle and we like passed the mic around and whoever wanted to pray could pray. And so then after that, she handed me the mic and I was like, do I say something? And she was like, yeah, she was like, just talk a little, go lead a couple songs. Like there was no preparation for this. <laughs> I just was pulling stuff out that I knew like, yeah. and if something was telling me to start talking and to start like preaching. And not necessarily like preaching, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't remember all that I said, but I do remember I was like, at one point I was like, you know, I am a teenager just like you. I was like, just because I lead worship at my church and I wake up early and I read my Bible and like I'm super close with God doesn't make me any different than each and every mm. one of you students here. And I was like, yeah. if there's one thing that I can tell you guys, like I was like, you don't have to listen to a thing that I say. You don't have to listen to any of the songs that I'm singing, but I was like, if there's mm. one thing that I want you guys to really hone in on and to take with you after this morning is that when times are hard and it feels like either you just don't know what else to do, please do not run to the world and run to the foot mm. of the cross. I was like, that's all, that's all you can do. I was like, yeah. because in my time of hurting, you have no idea how thankful I am that I chose to run to the cross wow. because I could have gone down such a dark path. Like so many kids my age do these days. Amen. And that's why I really do what I do is cause like, I want to be able to touch anybody, you know, adults, teens, kids, but it really is like my generation, my people that I want them to know that like, it's not, it's not a trend. Mm. Having a relationship with Jesus is not a trend. Yeah. And it's not something to be embarrassed of. If people are judging you, which they will, because, I mean, people judge Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if people yeah. are judging you for having a relationship with the person or, the, like, who created you, if they're judging you for that, they're not meant to be in your life anyway. Like, yeah. hate to break it to you, but take that as an opportunity to show them how good mm. God is. And to Amen. show them, you know, a, a question that I get asked a lot is, how do you believe in Jesus so young? Like, how are you so close with him? How are you believing that all these things happen in your life is him? And it's, I believe it because I believe it because I've seen it. Yeah. And Amen. if I were to deny that that was Jesus, I'd be crazy. Mm. And 
it really was so beautiful. And after I got so many, like so many sweet messages from the students, they had like found my Instagram and uh-huh. so many sweet messages, like saying how, like what I said really resonated with them and how mm. like it just, it meant so much posts, people were posting about it. Like it was just so beautiful to me. And what I had noticed was I, so I'm going to school for ministry. My mm. plan, my hope is to go to Liberty University and to go for worship arts and student ministry. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and so I've been praying that God gives me opportunities to minister now so mm. that I am just like preparing for it. Like you're never too young. Like there's never a bad moment for you to like spread yeah. the love of Jesus. That's why like, in my Instagram, in my Instagram bio, it says on a journey to love like Jesus on a mission to make heaven crowded. Amen. Because it's just, it's what we're called to do as Jesus followers. We are called to spread the love and the truth of Jesus. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and so I've really been praying for him to give me opportunities to spread his word and to show people how good he is. And he has been, I mean, see you at the pole was a huge, I mean, I literally was standing in front of so many kids and teens and adults. I mean, so many adults like came up to me, hugging me, telling me how moved they were by my message. And like, I was, it was so cool. Like, and it was like, this is this is what I want to do. Like, this is why I want to do what I want to do. And then like, even in squad, like we have, um, small groups. So like on youth on Wednesday nights, we'll like have a sermon, then we'll split up into small groups and like talk Mm. about it. I can't tell you Mm. how many opportunities and how many times God has just like taken a hold of my, my tongue and just been like, here it is. And I actually, this past Wednesday, I was talking, it was actually something that you said, um, in Candace's interview that I had shared, because mm-hmm. I was talking about how when Jesus died on the cross, everybody's like, he died for me, but he did. He was thinking about you mm-hmm. when he died on the cross. He yeah. was saying, I'm doing this for Lily. I'm doing this yeah. for Lily. I'm doing this Amen. for Candace. Like, yeah. and you could tell that it just like, it moved everybody. And like, I was in tears. A couple yeah. other girls were in tears and like, I didn't even remember what I said after that. That was really yeah. the only thing that I really remembered saying because I yeah. pulled it from you. Um, but afterwards, I had gotten a couple messages about how good it was and how, like, it really impacted their lives. And, girl, I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> but it's yeah. because God has just given me so many opportunities to share the wisdom that he Amen. was filling me with. Amen. I think what I love the most about hearing you share what you're sharing is just your willingness to be used, but also recognizing that it's like God to bring glory to God to make heaven crowded. And um, I think I love that you share that because I think a lot of the times we think about the cross and we think about what Jesus did on the cross, like he died for your sins, but we always hear the word your sins. And so we're so used to hearing it. But like, when we remove um, the formalities and make it more, you know, like, like, raw and say like, no, like when he was up there, he was thinking about you. And recently, I think, like recently, I think um, the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. I can't remember where <laughs> I'm, I'm also like, where did that come from? But I remember yes. um, I was thinking about something of my life. I think I was like worshiping or something. I was, I think I was worshiping and I was like praying while I was worshiping and it came to me. I was like, Jesus, like you, when, when you died on the cross, you saw me, like you saw me in my, cause like in my suffering, like doing this podcast, if anything's been consistent is it's been seeing how God deals with pain and how he doesn't run away from it. So to, so I was thinking about my pain and what I did and what I felt and what I went through. 
And I'm like, you saw me on that cross. And, and instead of running away, you said, I have to get up there for her. I have to get up there for Lily. And it's like something shifts when you recognize it for what it is and you make it more intentional. And you're like, wow, like you took on that cross. You were beaten. You were rejected and abused so that I could have this opportunity. And I love how you're sharing your pain. And I love how you talked about um like how you prayed for God to give you opportunities to minister, to talk to people. And because God will honor that. Like, you know, it says many are called or many are chosen, but few answer. Um, I think that it's really beautiful to see, like you said, you're not too young. You know, doing it now is the best time to do it because people think getting your affairs in order is the way to do it. But in reality, your affairs get in order while you're walking in the purpose and plans that God has for you. And one thing I've noticed about this podcast is I want to say 90% of the people that I've interviewed all have a heart for spreading the word of God. Every single person that I have interviewed has a form of ministry that they're working on, has a form of um, just a love for Jesus, of spreading the gospel. And it's beautiful to see that God has been consistent. Like I can interview, of course, anyone, but like a lot of the people that I've interviewed I've noticed that God has a plan and a purpose in their life. And each person is so different and individual that it really makes me just jump with joy to see how God, man, like he sees you. And it's beautiful to hear you talk, Lily, and hear how God is like, I'm not done with you. I have so much planned and, and, and so much goodness for you. And to see you recognize it and get up and say, okay, you know, um, what can I do? And, and your prayer to be so intentional. It's so, so beautiful. It's so refreshing. It's so powerful. Like, oh, my heart has just been so moved. Loved it. Loved it. it. Really just like it. I think at one point or another, Jesus kind of reveals to every one of his followers that like what I, what he wants us to do is to tell as many people as we can about him and to run, not walk and go and tell the good news. Like, Mm. I don't think that he would just not say that, like not put that in somebody's heart. Like Mm. so many people that I talked to have like, oh yeah, I remember when like it finally clicked to me that like, I'm supposed to be going and telling people about Jesus. And something that I say a lot to a lot of people, if anybody's like asking me for guidance, I say a lot to my small group girls is that it's kind of just like the best piece of encouragement that I can provide. And it's that Mm. when God or when, when Jesus decided that he was going to go and he was going to go on the cross and he was going to die for us, it's because think about it. I mean, he's walking to Calvary. He's getting beaten and spit on and yelled at. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. literally any, any second could have dropped that cross and been like, enough is enough. Yeah. Forget it. Not worth it. It's not worth it. And then, yeah gone back to heaven like he could have done that anytime but he didn't because he knew that if he didn't take on that pain it was going to cause much much more pain Mm -hmm. than his children and so he not only did he go on the cross so selflessly I mean he just he had such a heart for others that he went on the cross but he did that knowing People were going to still reject him and they Mm -hmm. were still going to walk away from him and they were still going to ridicule him. He knew, he knew all these things were going to happen, but he still did it for me. He still did it for you. And so Mm -hmm. the least that I can do for him 
is to go and tell people about how good he is. Because if I am afraid of judgment and rejection, come on, like, he, the name of his game was judgment and rejection. You know what I mean? Like, that's all that was happening. And he was okay with it because he knew that the people following him needed him. Mm. And like, there's, you know, there's that audio that's like, uh, I have a name, my name's blah, 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 blah. And he's like, <laughs> she knew, he knew I needed him and I needed yeah. him too. And it's, yeah. Because he knew that I needed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he just knew and he was just, he didn't care what other people thought. And that is something recently, I mean, really, and I say recently, I mean like maybe the last two weeks that yeah. God has really revealed to me is that it doesn't matter what other people think what other people say because they mm. did not die on the cross for me and mm. i'm sorry but i am not going to walk so away good. from my lord and savior for somebody else like yeah it's not worth it you know what i mean you yeah. didn't die on the cross so i'm sorry and even like in recent the last week okay i what i told myself i wasn't going to talk about this on this podcast but i'm going to talk about <laughs> it um the last week i don't know how i don't know what what it is but my instagram has really really like it just has blown yeah. up it is blossoming. Amen. i don't know what is happening Amen. i have gotten twenty thousand followers in the last wow. week wow i hit 10k on friday and yesterday yeah. morning i woke up woke up to 20k wow like amazing it, and now i'm at 30 i'm or i'm almost yeah. at 30 i think i'm at like 29 or something like that yeah and i don't know what the heck is going on like i've gotten a lot of views on stuff before but my following has stayed stagnant and that's not what that, it's about to me that just i just i i have to say obedience to the lord is just uh, one thing i'm gonna share this i don't know if i've already shared it on the podcast you've already heard me say this i'm gonna say it again um but i just want to piggyback off of what you're saying obedience to the lord is so important not because of what he can do for you but what happens when you don't do it out of I'm doing it because I expect God to give me this, this, and this. No, like when exactly. you just do it out of love, God will yes. entrust to you. God will entrust yes. to you his people, his children. You'll begin to sow seeds because you're doing it for his glory and not for the world. Like you said, you didn't die on the cross for me. He exactly. did. And so God honors that love. You know, a lot of the times, you know, we hear about, you know, making sure that in that secret place, we are with the Lord that he, like he, he honors that secret place. And it's so true. And so recently, I think for me, like a month or so ago, I, one of the things that I feel like God has been teaching me is pray, pray, pray consistently, pray without like the strongest thing that we can do is pray. I mean, yeah. even before getting on to interview you, we were having technical difficulties and I prayed and yes. I literally said, I was like, you are not going to stop me from interviewing her. Like, I was just like, I was talking to the enemy yeah. and I was like, we're, I'm going to interview her. Like, this isn't. And then, and then immediately after you messaged me that it was working and I was like, huh, but yeah. no, seriously, I feel like one of the things that God has taught me is to pray, 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 pray. And you know, I was like, well, yeah, obviously, but I just through scripture, through sermons, through messages, there was one message that God wanted me to get clear. No, I want you to pray so much that you annoy me. Like God was like, I want you to pray so much that I can't help, but to do what you're asking me. And the reason that, um, I was learning that in the Bible, if you read, I can't remember a scripture, but let's talk about Abraham. God has his will. We always say, Lord, your will be done. 
But God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, Lord, if there's just like 50 righteous people. So God listens to our prayers. He has a will. His will was to straight up murk them. He was like, no. But because of Abraham's heart and his prayer, the Lord honored him and said, okay. And so God was just teaching me that like, I do have my will. My will is perfect. But through your consistent prayer, it's also important. So when I pray, I say, Lord, your will be done. But like, hear me, hear my voice, grant me favor. And like, I, God was like, just pray. And he reminded me of, of something I heard like two, three years ago of the squeakiest wheel gets the oil. And so God was like, if you're squeaky enough, like, like, trust me, like yeah. I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you. And he finds our prayer to be a beautiful um, instance of like just going up to him and, and just fills him with so much grace and love and power for us. And just, he, he really honors that. And so all of this to say is that in um, Amos chapter nine verse 12 13 14 it talks about how the lord is talking about israel and how he's going to restore and bless them bless them so much they're not going to know what to do bless them so much that they're going to be like it's it's an abundance they're like wow this is yeah and it makes me think about you like god restores god gives in something that cannot be uprooted so what the lord is doing in your life is so beautiful because you're like mind blown i'm like where are all these people coming from but it's through your love and obedience in your heart for the lord that these blessings fall in and they fall in in such a big way that there's buckets left over and we have no idea what to do we're like yeah but you asked for you know for people to to minister to and god is like providing that you know and he's honoring that and when i prayed for interviews because you got to think i used to be hairstylist you know i was just doing hair highlighting balayage and you name it i loved it i would have told you a year ago i'm dying in the salon i'm very happy where i am to where i am now to having to find interviews to having to um, just like when I say fine interviews, not everyone's comfortable talking about their pain. Understandably, I don't expect yeah. everyone to be like, let me tell you my darkest, deepest secrets. But to see how God has provided certain people for me to interview, yeah. like I said earlier, like the Lord has provided people who have a heart um, to minister, who see their pain and recognize his goodness in the pain. God has been very yeah. intentional on who he has placed on this platform. And yeah. to hear you talk about how you prayed and then be on this podcast and be interviewed. Like, I just know that, man, you're going to, you're going to do so many incredible things and you're only 16, which is beautiful yeah. because that means that like you have like I'm I'm 25, right? I wish I had started at 16. I wish that I had, but that the like, it's okay because the Lord got me when he got me and he does it right. so beautifully. He does it so beautifully. Right. But I'm so grateful that at the age that you are at, you're so unapologetic about your faith. You're like, yeah. Jesus died on the cross for me. And and I recognize that. I recognize yeah. the price that he paid. And that's beautiful. And yeah. just quick, I have like this quick question in the sense of yeah. like, you were saying so many powerful and beautiful things. What would you say to someone around e- either in your age group or someone older who has been experiencing, you know, that heartbreak, that not welcome to the kingdom, not worthy of prayer? Like what what advice would you have for them after seeing what God has done with your pain and, and knowing God and the intimacy that you know him? What would you say to them if they were listening or if they just came across the podcast? I definitely would just start with, actually, I posted a video about this um, a couple of weeks ago. Definitely would just start with saying that you are not too far. And there is nothing 
that you could do or you could say or you could go through that is too heavy for God. And mm. a lot of times I think we struggle with feeling like we're letting God down. Mm. And when you feel like you're letting God down, it is not a good feeling. And it is a very heavy feeling on you. But I, when you're saying, God, I'm so sorry for letting you down. I'm so sorry for all these things. He's looking at you saying, when were you ever holding me up? Mm. It wasn't wow. ever your weight to carry. Like you mm. never for a second were you holding me up so you can't let me down. And there's just, wow. God is never... I just can't stress it enough. Like he's so good and we preach about how good he is. And if he's so good, he's never going to run away from you. And there's mm. never going to be a problem that is just too, too, too big. And he's going to be like, yeah. gonna be like here's my problem, yeah. God. And he's going to be like, actually, I don't know about that one. Like, no, yeah. it's not, it's not the case. You know, it says in the Bible, cast all your anxieties on him. Like he's, if there's a will, there's a way and he's going to make it so apparent to you. And unfortunately, sometimes it just takes a lot of time. Mm, and man. for me, it took more time than I would have wanted. I would have wanted to be over my heartbreak in two weeks. Yeah. But I, and also to backtrack, I wouldn't say this earlier, my spiral into depression and stuff, it wasn't just from getting broken up with, which if mm. other people are going through that, if you're listening and like you're going through that and that is exactly just what it's from, that is okay too. And, like, don't yeah. let anybody – because a lot of people, like, you'll talk to people and they'll be like, well, he's just a guy. Like, why are you so upset about it? Like, it's just yeah. a breakup. Get over it. It's okay to feel that way. Like, nobody's yeah. allowed to tell you that you can't feel some sort of, sort of way. But mine was a combination of a bunch of things. But back mm -hmm. to what I was saying, um, oh, my gosh, what was I saying? Oh, was <laughs> I going were, with that? You were just talking about um, it, it's okay because, you know, you don't hold God up. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you don't hold him up. And he just, he's not going to, he's not going to run away from you. Mm. And it just, it was, oh yeah, time. <laughs> time. It's going to, sometimes it. it's just going to take more time than mm -hmm. you want it to. And that might look like six months. It might look like six years. And mm -hmm. I hate to break it to you, babe, but yeah, he's, it's going to make sense. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, why? am I, is this not happening now? Or why didn't this happen mm. later? And then when God reveals it, when it happens, it's like, that made so much sense. I even, mm. I'm even down to me getting baptized. I, um, I got baptized in June, on um, June 11th. Mm. And I wanted to get baptized two years ago, yeah. but there was always something that like, I never talked to anybody about getting baptized. There was always like, reason that I couldn't or whatever yeah. and I was like whatever like it's not whatever um yeah. and then I can't tell you how thankful I am that I got baptized when I did because it just made so much sense I felt like I couldn't have gotten baptized at a better time because yeah. when I wanted to get baptized previously I was making it about other people mm. it was about oh, well, this person won't be home from college or, well, this person won't be able to be in town or this yeah. person is going out of town at this time or da 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 But when I got baptized in June, it was about me and my relationship with God and taking that next mm. step. And it Amen. then that was just a prime example of it. It made so much sense. Yeah. I wanted to get baptized two years ago and now here yeah. I am. And it's just a prime example of like, even though it's not happening in your time, God's timing is so much better. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
so beautifully put like wow just love 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 how you broke all of that down and um you also like during your testimony you're talking about the people around you so what would you say to someone about community about the importance of community in this time of their life oh my gosh i love 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 this question so (laughs) i for you know for a long time you always hear um how your circle matters Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna talk about one of my favorite person in the world marissa carter um, which mm-hmm. she probably will watch this if you're watching. Hey, I love you. Um, but she uh-huh. is like one of the biggest role models in my life. Like I, you have no idea how much I look up to this woman. Um, she's mm-hmm. actually my youth pastor's wife and mm-hmm. she is who got me to sing like on the adult band and like all this stuff. Um, and she is just, she is such a good example of like a Christ follower and who wow. I strive to be like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah. And she, my very, very, very first time coming to squad, she Mm. was preaching, which it's not very often that she preaches. Um, She preaches maybe a couple times a year at squad, maybe. Um, And it just so happened that my very first week, it was her. And she was preaching a sermon. It was called Selfie Check. And I remember it very well. (laughs) Um, And she was talking about how your circle matters and how important Mm. it is who you have in your circle. And just because, just because a person isn't in your tight circle doesn't mean you can't talk to them or be friends with them and Mm. stuff like that. And I really like that really sat with me. And at that time I was actually going through friendship problems. Mm. Um, And there's this girl that like, I just, I loved her, but I just couldn't be close with her anymore. And I didn't Mm. handle it. And after her sermon, I was able to like talk to this person and just be like, Hey, like I just have some space and da, 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 da. Well, after that, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't being picky. You know, you always say like, it's okay to be picky with who you have, and yeah. who's your tribe, who's your, who's your people. Yeah. But I wasn't being picky. I was just really just letting anybody in that like I loved and I cared about and thought they were fun. But it wasn't until recently that I started to really be mindful of who I was surrounding myself with and mm. what what they were talking about and doing and their actions and things like that. Like it says in the Bible, yeah. I mean, prime example, gossiping, gossiping is a sin. And yeah. us girls, like we know how, how easy it is to gossip. Like we love a good yeah. story to tell. <laughs> but the truth is the Bible says don't do that. Yeah. And um, I started right after around like my heartbreak time. That's when I actually started um, to really be picky with who I have in my circle. And I can't tell you how grateful I was for that because I started surrounding myself with godly girls who wanted Mm. to push each other and who wanted to grow. And I realized that I don't have to be best friends with somebody to still love them and care about them. But I had to protect my heart and I had to guard my heart. And mm-hmm. now where I'm at, I post about a lot about how it's so important to get in the Christian community and like to surround yourself with good people because I just have blossomed and I thrive. And like back to Anna, um, she is one of the people that like we do, I do Bible study with her and like, we're always like encouraging each other and sending each other like prayers and stuff like that. And it's like, I know, cause I started praying that God would fill me with godly mm. girls who want to grow and want to push each other for our relationship with God. And when I started praying that, that's when her and I started getting closer. And it really like 
I just don't even have the words to explain mm. how beneficial it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how like yeah. it really, it feels so good to know that I have crutches and I have shoulders to cry yeah. on and people to talk to. Even it's girls my age, but it's even adults at my church, like Marissa and Jesse and Candace, mm. like those people. I know that if it's a situation that I can't, and Amber, can't leave out Amber. She's yeah. one of my small group leaders too. Um, she, if I am in a situation where I can't talk to one of my um, yeah. friends about it, I know that I have these incredible godly women that I can go to. And every time I have a conversation with any of those people that I just listed, like I always walk away with so much more and my cup is just like filled right back up. Like Mm. there's always, even if it's just in like casual conversation, like I am always just filled with so much wisdom. Like Mm. there's never not a time where they don't say something that just like sits with me, even if it's not a godly, like, a Jesus statement, if that makes yeah, sense, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it really, it's so important and it really, people don't realize how important it is and how beneficial it is until they start surrounding themselves with those types of people and being careful with like who they're talking to and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I would have never known because it's hard. Like you don't, you want to hang out with those fun people and you don't want to yeah. cut anybody at your life because you don't want to hurt feelings. It, it is hard, but yeah. If I wouldn't have had just like a push to really just like start surrounding myself with just good people, Mm -hmm. I just, I wouldn't be the girl that I am because I wouldn't have been able to ask people for guidance and to be filled with love and wisdom. You know what I mean? Wow. So good. I love, love what you said because it's true. I think um, who you hang around with is who you become a lot of the times and your influence and um, I think that it's so important, so important. I think being with the people who are going to fill your cup yeah, spiritually and who will lift you up, you know, just like when you fell and you were crying and she came over and she prayed over you and, you know, was defending you and was fighting for your life. Like you said, God was fighting for your life and he sent soldiers to yeah. fight here on earth with you and to pray and to do the most powerful thing, which is stand knowing who you are and who you belong to. I think that for me, like if I didn't have the friends in the community that I have, I definitely would struggle. Yeah. I I would probably, you know, because like I mentioned earlier, my friend Dina is one of the people who, when I need to like vocally talk, I'm always like, okay, I need to call Dina because Dina will understand. Like I just dial it. And, and then by the time I'm off the phone, I'm like, great. Everything is great. I've got, great advice and and just it's so important so I absolutely agree that your circle does matter when you you know when you're around them because it's it's whether we like it or not it's a form of influence it's going to influence us regardless just like social media our friends so it's picking out what influence do I want and who do I want to become and what seeds do I want to have sown so beautiful and so um when you were talking about being told but you have to believe it like I believe that God has a plan for it, but you have to believe it. What would you say to someone who's, who's just like, man, I don't know. I don't think God has a plan for me. I, I've just done all this stuff or I don't see how I could be useful. You talked about, you know, like not, you know, reading the Bible, like how, how help, you know, what can I do? Um, what would you say to someone who feels that way? They're like, I don't pick up a Bible. I'm not, um, religious, you know, I don't know much about God or I'm not ready to do that. How could he have, how can I believe that? For myself 
Yeah, I would definitely say wait. Wait on him and wait on his timing because if we try and, like, rush, 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 and, like, oh, it's not happening, it's not happening, I just give up, he doesn't have a plan, then, I mean, he just gets so overwhelmed. So definitely waiting on his timing. But that also is something that ties in to who you're surrounding yourself with because it is Mm. hard. It is hard to go from reading your Bible and then not doing nothing, not even praying, not even worshiping. And then right back to it, it's so hard when you feel like you're by yourself. So that's why Mm. community is so important because I wouldn't have been able to pick my Bible back up and to start worshiping again if I didn't have girls pushing me and doing it together. Like, hey, I know it's really hard for you to do this alone. So why don't we set up a day where we do this together? Mm. Or like even with waking up, girl, waking up at 5 a.m. sucks. And I actually, (laughs) I posted a video of my morning routine and so many comments are just filled with like, you don't do this. You only do this for the video. No, babe. I really, I truly <laughs> do do this every day. And I'm not going to say that I do it every yeah. single day, but like I really do try to do it as often as I can. If not like waking up yeah. at six or seven, my biggest yeah. thing is that I'm waking up before eight. Like I, oh, just, girl. I want to wake up before eight o'clock. I've never related to something. If I'm awake, like just eight Oh one, I'm angry. Yeah, me I'm too. Like, I'm Ugh. like, Oh my God. Because then I feel yeah. like my morning is wasted because then yes. that, cause eight o'clock, that's the start of my day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I that's when everything can't else got tell done. you, yes, I can't tell you like how good it feels to just have a slow morning. I remember like mm. so many comments again, back to the stupid comment section. They'll be like, um, you really took three hours to just get ready. No, babe. I took an hour and a half to read my Bible and to pray mm. and clean my room. And I took my time. And they're like, well, like, I, and I don't, I normally don't respond, but like, they'll be like, oh, I, if I have to be somewhere at eight, I'm waking up at 745. And I'm like, good for you. Congratulations. You're rushing. Like, I don't want yes. to be rushing. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. I just, I don't want to. Like, it's my personal yeah. choice. And if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. But like, even mm-hmm. with waking up, I really needed motivation. So I'm homeschooled and Mm. my friends aren't. And so like, I would literally have friends be like, call me in the morning and make sure that I'm awake while you're getting ready for (laughs) school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It just, in anything, anything in life, like even if it's not reading your Bible or going to church or worshiping where you need motivation, even if it's school, who you're surrounding yourself with matters. Because if you're surrounding yourself with one of my best friends, Kendra, I love Kendra. She, um, her and I study a lot together because Mm. I really struggle with having motivation for school. But when I'm with Kendra, best believe we are going to get it done. Like Uh, we're just going to get it done. And so that's just like a prime example of it. Really. It just, it matters who you're surrounding yourself with. If you're surrounding Mm. yourself with godly, kind, loving, motivated people, like you are going to start to be motivated. Even like prime example, like. She is one of the most motivated people I know, and she's so encouraging. And, like, I'll be laying in bed, and I'll know that I need to clean my room. And I literally will call Kendra. And the second that I call Kendra, I'm motivated, and I start cleaning my room. And there's days where I'll be laying here, and I'm like, I refuse to clean my room if I'm not on the phone with Kendra. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, because she's just – she's so motivating, motivating, and she's so encouraging. And so, like, Mm. in times where it feels like God doesn't have a plan for you and God – and you're failing and – you feel like you have you don't have any motivation it's okay to rely on others and it's okay to ask others for help and for encouragement like it's not it's not embarrassing you're human it's Mm. normal and I just would say like don't be ashamed to ask for help because for a long time I was and it wasn't until I started asking for help and I started being open about things that like that's when I was like hmm 
maybe it's not so scary, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, that importance of what the Bible says is that we're called to be in community. God did not make us to be in, in solidarity. That's definitely an attempt of the enemy because when we're alone, we're weakened and we have no defense. We have yeah. no one to hold us up. And so God caused us to be in community because we're stronger together. We can do so much more together, you know, yeah. and just that being unified in that way and serving in that way. It's just a beautiful example of how we can stand tall, but we need we need a community to do so. We need, yeah. you know, just like your emergency contact, um, having people who you know will be there for you in, yeah. the, in case of an emergency and people you want to be there for you. Yeah. Um, because it's just so important. So I love that you said that because having that vulnerability and that um, being humble to the point of saying like, I need help. And I get it because sometimes it can be really hard to be like, I need help. Yeah. And being able to admit that you need it out loud and then having to seek someone else to bring into that vulnerability and say, I need help is not an easy place to be, no. but it's such especially, an important thing. Especially like being so independent, like as mm. an independent woman, like it's so hard to ask for help because you want to do it on your own. But yes. unfortunately, sometimes you just can't and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow, girl, I, I can't even begin to just say how amazing this interview has been and like just how full it is of just great great spiritual advice great testimony just so so beautiful before we jump off i really want to ask what are your social medias that you're comfortable sharing in case people are like wow i really love listening to lily i want to find more i want to follow her i want to watch her videos or be inspired or, or the scripture that um you share where can they find you you know instagram tiktok what are the places you'd like yeah, for them so i only have instagram i mean i have snapchat but that's just for my friends but i don't have TikTok. yes so i only have instagram so you can find me at if you look up lily renee you'll see me but it's lily underscore 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 renee so there's three underscores in between my first and my middle name amazing thank you so much for sharing that because you know anyone listens and they really want to continue to follow um, your journey and just want to see you know the videos yeah. that you're posting and the ideas that you give out you know and and the words and the videos that you make I'd love for them to be able to still receive from you um, yes. and get that from you so absolutely because wow. that's absolutely. the whole point that's the whole point of my social media like that's actually what I was talking about earlier is like I, with my growth I anything that I post I don't post reviews I don't post it for followers I post it because it's fun to me but I also mm -hmm. post because I view a follower for me as mm. one more person that I'm leading to Jesus. You know what I yeah. mean? And Amen. so with my growth on my Instagram, I've been so, so excited about it, but not because, oh my gosh, I'm getting all these followers. Look at me. I'm an influencer. Yeah. No, that's literally not what it's about. I could care yeah. less about, it's not about me. I could care less about me because everything is an act of worship for God. You know, you, you wow. always hear like anything can be an act of worship and that I'm so careful to make sure that everything I'm posting and everything that I'm saying online is honoring Jesus because mm. you hear like sometimes you might be the only Bible that somebody ever hears from wow. and it's so important to me that like I reach as many people as I can with that yeah in that there's always just a little little speck of Jesus in everything that I do wow amen so beautiful and I'm so excited to see what God is going to do in your life and, and everything that he is doing. I'm so, so incredibly excited and um, so grateful to have had you on the podcast. And 
right now it's October, so knowing that it's coming out in November, I think is a beautiful time to come out, yes. setting the tone for the holidays, setting the tone for for that season and, and soft transition into the new year. So I'm so incredible for this episode to come out. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It has been such a blessing to have this opportunity. And like I was talking about earlier, like praying for opportunities to talk about Jesus and to spread his word. Like this, the timing of this happening in my life just couldn't have been better. I'm so grateful. Mm, God is so intentional. I'm so, yes. so grateful. Thank you so much for listening to what God has done with my pain. If you are interested in helping me spread light and truth of what God can do with pain, go to givebutter.com dash what God has done with my pain. So the podcast may continue to sustain future episodes. As always, a huge shout out to Lazuli for her song, No Greater Love, which you can find on Spotify. And you can find Lazuli on Instagram at Lazuli, P-R-O-J. Swing by What Way This Way on Instagram to catch some of behind the scenes snippets. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss a single interview. Meantime, I would love to hear from you on social media or email. Until next time.